Hey all, welcome to Geek Freaks. I am Frank, and today we are going to be talking with Alan Dunford once again, but this time about Grandma Chainsaw. How are you doing? Hey, I am great. Um, this is, what, the 50, 11th time I've been on here? Yes, yeah, yeah and it's okay. the end of our season three for Geek Freaks interviews, so I thought, I mean, best person to bring on for this, of What course, a terrible Alan. way to go out. Oh, we're going to be talking about some murder folks. That's how we're going we're gonna to let you sit with this for a while until January. Yes, yeah. um, and then, you know what? I feel like we'll be hearing from you soon on, in that area. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> um, so can you kind of break down a little bit? What is Grandma Chainsaw? We talked about it before a bit, but let's get a refresher out there. Oh, Frank, hang on one second. Uh, my, my thirst. I don't oh, know what's happening. Oh, that so, is a good cup. Mm. <laughs> oh, just like the Geek Freaks podcast, this coffee keeps or this cup keeps my coffee current and warm this is oh. awesome <laughs> guess what new trailer folks yeah. <laughs> so yeah no, um, no. if you listen to our, our episode last time we were on here talking about pocus Hocus four mm-hmm. um so now we we finally have the full launch of grandma chainsaw and it pretty much just does what it says on the label right <laughs> it's a, it really a, does yeah it's a chainsaw wielding murdering grandmother um who i guess she's tired of these kids stepping on her lawn right uh it's just it's yeah. it's, it's our love letter to movies uh in, in this vein growing up loving horror and just, just wacky zany stuff you know obviously inspired by texas chainsaw massacre very on right. the nose uh e- evil dead there's it's like nightmare on elm street references exorcist three references like oh, nice. we definitely yeah. don't shy away from that we'll definitely get into that later but yeah so it's just, uh, it's it's a wild ride, and uh, Frank's had a chance to get an extended preview of it. And, yeah. uh, yep. <laughs> you guys are doing this with SourcePoint. You, know, mm-hmm. you guys moved over to SourcePoint a while ago, and how is it working on a second book with them now? I'm the same as the first, and, and I mean that, obviously, best way possible. These guys are so hands-off. Uh, they, they just trust the creator, and the support is there. Uh, obviously, we reach out. They're so quick to respond and if we need anything they're just awesome man um but we're we're a ways away from grandma chainsaw being on comic shelves because this is going to be a four issue mini and Mm -hmm. we are just completing the first one now so we got a little bit and uh we're obviously trying to keep the hype and the attention on both projects of pocus hocus and grandma chainsaw so we're we don't want to rush anything uh, because we pride ourselves on quality, uh, so not so much from a print standpoint and an art standpoint, but we pride ourselves just as a collective story and yeah. book as a whole. So we always want to make sure that we're taking care of our fans first in that department before we just rush out something that we're not happy with. And that, that attention to care and detail obviously shows. We've seen these books uh, come out from you guys. And as someone who goes through a lot of indie comic books nowadays, I think I actually have to read more indies than I do main mainline. Um, you guys are definitely on another level. There's no doubt, and we're seeing that carried over with Grandma Chainsaw and other works you guys are doing. Uh, you you have the same team with this, right? We have Will Radford as your co-writer. Mm-hmm. We've got art by Brian uh, Balando. Mm-hmm. If I mess up names, shoot me out. Yep. Color by Jason Smith. We've actually spoken to Jason Smith as well. Mm-hmm. And letters by Dave Lentz. This core team, same one from Pocahontas, correct? Yes, we we didn't change anything at all because. We were definitely under the impression if it isn't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. And not even so much that these guys, they work so hard and we all just love working together so well. Uh, Our group chats are, it's awesome because it's just one giant team. Um, If someone doesn't like anything, 
they voice their opinion or if they have an idea that we could shift something around, like, believe me, there is no clash of egos. And, and I think that really shows because we're just five guys just having a blast making comic books. When, when you guys started out this adventure, into, by the way, guys, just as a reminder, Hocus Hocus, which you guys who have been on the Patreon, those of you guys who are you know, part of Geek Freaks, know how high polished this is. That's your guys' first comic book run. Um, yeah, so think about this. And I, I'm telling, really, I'm talking to myself here. Yeah. Uh, Pocus Hocus, we mailed that out uh, after the Kickstarter ended. It was like August of 2021. <laughs> so crazy, actually. <laughs> yeah, we've been doing this for just a little over a year. Yeah. I, yep. it, it, that blows my mind. Those of you guys who've actually gotten your hands on these books, that blows your mind up too, as well. Uh, when you start this adventure out, though, you're shopping for your new artists. You're, you're looking for who you're going to be able to work with and stuff like that. Now that you're this team unit, when you guys plan new projects, is it much more collaborative and how much input are you guys working together? How's this working for you guys? Yeah, it's, uh, it's always been collaborative and yeah. it, it's always definitely staying that way. The, the big thing about the guys are we, we kind of wanted to stay in a creepy, fun, horror, uh, whatever you want, fantasy type environment. Right. And uh, we, we really lucked out by having, especially Brian um, out the gate, because this is what he specializes in. And this mm -hmm. is stuff he loves. Like, obviously you look at his art, you see influences from Hellboy and a lot of just yeah. obscure, like Junji Ito stuff. Mm -hmm. And that's stuff that we all love too. So it was just kind of one of those perfect scenarios where the stars just aligned. And we all get it, understand, and just have fun. And, and the way that Jason's able to change up his coloring style from book to book, yeah. even with Pocus, whenever we enter into new worlds or new zones, like everything changes there. And with Grandma Chainsaw, he made it look like an old 70s, 80s horror movie. Yeah. With you the grainy feel the grain from the, yeah. the footage on it, you know? Yeah. And the, they just, these guys understand the assignment, right? And yeah. it's, there, there's nothing, nothing more that I can ask from these guys. Um, it's, yeah, it, it, just fantastic work. So how do you guys, first off, why make a second book, right? And then how do you approach mm -hmm. that? Yeah, so the, the second book concept, I remember starting off and Will and I had the conversation. We said, we're not going to start any other projects until the Pocus Hocus story is at a very good stopping point or it's mm -hmm. done. So again, whenever we're starting off, all this stuff is unforeseen. We, we didn't know that we thought maybe we would sell 50 copies of Pocus and it would just be, it'd be fine. Uh, it's just a good hobby. And then um, Pocus Hocus One kind of met that expectation, right? Um, but then the transition we had from Pocus One to Pocus Two was insane. We did not expect that at all because we literally jumped 100 backers on the Kickstarter campaign. And then each one has just grown and grown and grown. And yeah. with Pocus Hocus 3, we finally, or 4, we almost hit the uh, fabled 300 backer mark, but we, we did hit a new milestone. We, we made five figures on it, which was cool. We made right yeah. over $10,000. So that was like, that blew our minds. That something that we started, you know, not this long ago could actually do something like this. But we, the idea for Grandma Chainsaw came about whenever we were working on Pocus 4, uh, I work in home health, so I have a lot of drive time. Mm -hmm. And I just think of all this weird, wacky scenarios and I'll do, you know, I'll, I'll voice text them so I can save them in my notes and I can tell them the will later or even yeah. any of the guys. Um, but believe it or not, uh, I have a very soft spot for the geriatric population. I was, <laughs> I was raised by my grandparents. Yeah. Um, 
And I was able to, to kind of take that part of uh, new versus old and being raised in a house where there is a generational gap. Mm-hmm. So you're able to really play off of that and have fun with it because there's certain things that matter to an older generation that doesn't matter to a younger generation, vice versa. Right. Uh, it's just kind of, it was really funny to riff off of that. But so we started working on Grandma Chainsaw. I asked the guys if they wanted to do this. And I think that was the fastest yes we got from everybody, especially Dave Lentz, who said yeah. that, you know, he was like, this is incredible. He can't wait to letter this thing and just go wild with it. Um, but the... <sighs> again, we unforeseen, we, we diverted a little bit because we were like, well, listen, let's go ahead and write grandma chainsaw. We already had the story beats planned out for the second arc of Pocus Hocus. So it's like, well, we're at a good point. Let's go and just do it. And uh, as a writer, I think it's good to break from your project. I I wouldn't have told myself that a year ago, but I, but I would now because you need to really step back so you can come back with fresh eyes and a fresh perspective because what we had for the beginning of Pocus Hocus 5 or, or 2-1, however you want to look at it, is not the same as it was whenever we first wrote it. And we're happier for that mm-hmm. because us taking a step back and writing the script for Grandma Chainsaw 1 and 2, we were able to go ahead and go back in and be like, oh, this actually doesn't work as well as we thought it did. Yeah. Let's go ahead and change it. Now we're so happy and the script for Pocus 5 is done and we're, we're ready to go to Brian now. So it's one of those things. Yeah. Sort of fresh eyes type of thing like that. Mm-hmm. Like let's kind of refresh the palette a little bit, come back to Pocus. What were a couple of things that you're, I mean, not necessarily story-wise, but there was mm-hmm. anything else from that that you're like, you know what, Pocus, we, we, we could kind of change this. We got from Ch- Grandma Chainsaw. Is there anything you could tell us? Yeah. So um, storytelling, right? Okay. Uh, with, with Grandma Chainsaw, we, we approached the story differently because we didn't really need to build a world. Um, but grandma chainsaw takes place, you know, in our our real world, we'll just say loosely our, our world, right. Because of course there's a lot of crazy stuff that's going to happen in there, but it's relatively grounded in the, in the situations, relatively grounded Mm -hmm. with Pocus. We're, we're not in a modern era. We're, we're back in Victorian times and we're dealing with a lot of fantasy. We're not in this world. We're in different planes in hell. And it was even weird because grandma chainsaw and this, we did this on purpose, uh, a lot of the first issue is going to take place just in a house, uh, mm-hmm. Hazel's home. And we were very confined and it actually proved to be, uh, I don't want to say a challenging right, but different because we were so used to being able to jump from world to world, introduce this new creature, yeah. introduce this new thing that's going to kind of be our guide, stuff like that. Right. But with this, yeah. we had to have the characters be the strength in the center point and not deviate from them or from Hazel. So it yeah. was it was really cool how we were finding new ways to work around that. And again, because we got to practice our writing skills with, you know, five characters setting together uh, and just delivering dialogue and still trying to be fun and creepy and just, you know, unexpected, we were able to go back for Pocus Hocus and be like, okay, we can definitely improve this dialogue or we can improve how we transition from this scene to this scene. So it's, that's, it's such an yeah. interesting point because yeah, if you look, I think it's uh, issue four of Pocus where you know they go to the tree and then all of a sudden you have like three pages where they're inside that tree um mm-hmm. setting up their next adventure and then it's like yeah. boom next adventure so it reminds me much of like willow or yes you know something yeah. like that in comparison to this where you're in almost a bottle episode mm-hmm. it's all contained in here all emotions and dialogue have to bounce yeah. off these walls mm-hmm. let's make sure that they're as clean as possible so when we hear them back they're crisp um right. wh- boy that's a- i never thought about how different those two writing styles have mm-hmm. to be for you guys yeah, because 
again, even just writing Pocus 5, it took us a little bit to get back into the mindset whenever we went back through and edited and looked at everything. But it was really cool, though, just to see, like, okay, cool. So now we can be a little bit more liberal with how we expand and what these characters can do, where they can go, because we're in a world that we are just creating, and they're in this vast open world. So, but with, again, instead of it being like a snow globe, you know, like how uh, Hazel's home is, we're, we're able to really go back and forth. And it's just, it's fun. And again, it helps us be able to come up with new fresh ideas because both projects are just vastly different. Yeah. You were mentioning how uh, Dave was excited to get into the lettering for this. Mm-hmm. You know, for those that are not too super familiar with comic books, lettering kind of seems like, oh, you're just, you're writing down the letters. How does Dave show his creative skills within the lettering field? Um, Dave is a, is a monster. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean that in the best way possible. Um, his just, he, his pineal gland is not calcified. So <laughs> his, his sixth sense kicks in and this guy just runs with it. Like, uh, you know, you, you got a chance to see the, the page of our first kill mm-hmm. and just the sound effects he uses. It's just yeah. crazy stuff I never thought of and um, how he made Hazel's dialogue box scratchy. So you can just kind of hear an older voice inside yeah. of that. Uh, we have a lot more stuff coming up that uh, I can't share with you just yet, mm-hmm. but he he really goes above and beyond for what was expected. Yeah, everything Hazel says, the, the box is, is messy a little bit, and then you have like that the squiggly line to her. Yes, it, her tail's a lot the, longer. Yeah, yeah, you can always yep. hear it like just kind of echoing around a little mm-hmm. differently. Um, and it sounds creepier too. It looks creepier, yeah. <laughs> which is such a great, uh, great tool there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, speaking to, uh, you know, you were raised by your grandparents and stuff like that. Is there any sort of, cause it feels from the outside, just having fun. Mm-hmm. What kind of, um, what kind of input did you put in this from having, uh, being around other people the entire time? Like, is there anything, what I'm trying to say is, is there anything heartwarming here or yeah. is it just murders? <laughs> so there as and I feel like this holds true a lot when you have uh, things in, in comedy or dark comedy, however you want to look at it, whenever there's emotional moments, they always seem to hit the hardest. Right. Yeah, of um, we, of course, you know, you're going to get what you expect. There, there's going to be some killing. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's Grandma Chainsaw. It's not going to be uh, just this heartwarming tale. Or, <laughs> Grandma you know, all Chainsaw these and friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but we, we wanted to, the weight of loss to, to really be there. We, we didn't want to just shoehorn it away and brush it off. And it's like, oh, everything's so funny. We, we think that having those moments of, of heart and clarity and just really sobering moments too, right? You, you need that. And then, of course, we, we, we could pick back up and keep moving. But with comic books, it's so cool because you can blend so many mediums together and they work a lot more seamlessly than they would in like film or something mm-hmm. like that because because of a tonal shift. Um, and a little little fun fact I, I love telling everybody, uh, Hazel is actually named after my great grandma. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so it's my it's my way of it's my really weird. Yeah, my weird twisted way of uh, Grandma Hazel. We just called her Granny, simply. And she was uh, one of the best, most influential women in my life growing up. Mm -hmm. She lived to be 100. She was one of those, right? Yeah. um, She taught nothing but love and respect for everybody. And she was just 
uh, she was not of her time and she was just an amazing person. So yeah. it, uh, I remember whenever I told my grandma who I call mom. Uh, so whenever I was talking to mom about it, uh, I told her, it's like, Hey, I want to call our killer in this uh, Hazel after granny. And she laughed so hard. And that's when I knew that, well, one, yeah. my gra- it's my grandma's fault for me being the way that I am. And two, that she gets it. Yeah. <laughs> and she, she thought it was really cool. So yeah, uh, my grandma is, uh, she, she's, definitely a huge influencer and it's too bad because she always laughs at my jokes so this is why i am the way that i am yeah that twisted humor it's got to come yeah. somewhere <laughs> it's perfect yes. yeah and the fact that you're able to find uh will and you guys both kind of have the same humor and you guys are the right together mm-hmm. that's pretty that's pretty unique that's pretty cool yep <laughs> what's will been up to i know that last i heard he was acting is he still he's still at it no, so that's that's done for now. Um, it, we're all just at the holiday slump for work, right? Okay. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to get all these patients seen, orders signed by physicians before the new year hits. Mm-hmm. Will is, uh, he's still working in an art gallery, so they're doing shows and everything. So it's just, it's crazy. It, it's yeah, work. It's just work, right? <laughs> yeah. Will doesn't put enough on Instagram, but every so often he does. And I'm like, what yeah. the hell's his life? Like, what's yeah, he no. going on? <laughs> he's, a, he's a busy boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So amazing. Obviously we have the second book and stuff like that. You're, you're, you're getting it out there as fast as you can. Going mm-hmm. back to Pocus Hocus though, when can we expect this to be in stores? So the, the rumor right now is going to be last time we talked, there is a paper shortage as everyone yeah. knows. And it's right. just, because originally we were going to try to come out this year, uh, mm-hmm. but that got pushed back. So it's looking like summer of next year is when Pocus Hocus will be in everyone's hands. Yeah. And I, I do want to note, notate this too, because it's kind of cool when we really think about it. Um, all the covers that you see on the Kickstarter for Pocus Hocus, Grandma Chainsaw, all those are, God, I never thought I would say these words, are potentially collector's items. <laughs> Yeah. Because those will not be on comic shelves. Uh, they're gonna. Yeah. We've already done four new covers for Pocus One through Four, that Source Point already has. So those are gonna be the new ones that are gonna be on there. Yeah, that's. Nope. I mean, as somebody who has a couple of those covers, I'm pretty excited about that. Yep, that's pretty cool. Uh, they are difficult tools. I, I honestly, hey, look, I'm just throwing this out there. Mm-hmm. I'd like to get some signatures on these. I'm just throwing it okay. out there. Hey, listen, easy okay. peasy, can do. On okay, the next one, good. you got it. That way, you know, someday when I'm trying to like retire and I could be selling Pan, comics. handle, fan yeah. handle these things. Yeah. yeah. Like I, <laughs> I paid $5 for this to sell for six. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So obviously this is even more polished than before. Uh, we have some other work that you guys have got going on here. And I just love this story. The wandering man. Can you tell us a little bit about this? Yeah. The, the guys over at bad bug, they uh, reached out and they asked mm-hmm. if we'd be willing to do a story because they're putting out an anthology that is coming out this Tuesday. We're filming this on the 15th and it comes out their campaign launches on the 18th. 18th okay. um, so yeah, it's, it's called Roseblood Manor. There's three short stories in it and then one frame narrative that kind of links all the stories together. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe ours is going to be last in the book from what I remember on the pre-build for everything. Uh, but yeah, Wandering Man, um, it's a, about an art collector that uh, kind of gets a little bit more than what he expected. Yeah. So it's exact same team from Pocus Hocus again. <laughs> <laughs> I just, we just all love working together. Uh, but yeah, I went ahead and sent you the eight page story from it. Yeah. And we had a lot of fun writing this and the guys really uh, delivered, I feel like. It, it feels like um the not the reboot to pocus hocus but like the more hardcore <laughs> version like yeah. oh all of a sudden they move it to netflix you know yeah, yeah, something yeah. like that so it's a little bit more hardcore i do like that 
has magical elements. Stuff like that. I was also looking at some of the other stories on there. We got Roadkill, uh, Declined, Mama's Boy. We're going to include that campaign in the link for this one, too. That's Roseblood Manor. It looks really good. I'm going to have to grab, grab that. Bad Bug, great company. You guys yeah. started off with them. Um, we, mm-hmm. We've dealt with them already a few times, and uh, just totally great guys. Um, okay, so we're looking at the campaign. You're currently in progress already with, with Grandma Chainsaw. You guys are killing it, but we have stretch goals to reach. Uh, yes. can, you, can you tell me about these two stretch goals that I see that are still ready to be unlocked? Yeah, so like always, we, we have a uh, Stephanie Mooney print, um, mm-hmm. and then the other one is by Ignacio, too. So we have two more prints that are getting ready. We already have a magnet that's unlocked. Uh, at the time, again, recording this, we're at that really volatile stage of the Kickstarter yeah. where uh, like the first three days are awesome, and then it's just like slow and that's yeah. when you're you're losing more money in a day <laughs> than you're making so yeah. like we actually already hit the stretch goal once but we had a lot of dropbackers so yeah. we, we didn't hit it now right. <laughs> so um we, we know that the last 24 hours of every campaign or last 48 hours of every campaign that's when it's uh it's booming again if not more so than the first two days mm-hmm. so yeah we we're really excited to to kind of see where we end because this is uh this is still pacing to be one of our best, which is awesome, and it's just cool to see the uh, the people show up for a issue one because that's the thing, right? Whole new yeah. campaign, and they're still showing up. That's impressive because uh, the Kickstarter community it, it's different than what you would see in a shop, right? Like mm-hmm. you go into a shop, you see an issue one, you're like, oh, okay, cool, I want to go and pick this up, see what it's about. You see it on Kickstarter. Uh, sometimes there's always that level of uncertainty. Uh, is there going to be an issue two uh, if right. they actually put one out? Uh, when will there be an issue two? Is it going to be a year and a half before I even get that? And then by that point, do I even care? Yeah. So that's why we're always trying to to stay busy because yeah. we pride ourselves on being able to deliver in a timely fashion, even if that means um, you know we're working on multiple things at once. So Wandering Man, for example, we did that in the middle of this campaign. The guys just, we diverted all attention over to it. And now Grandma Chainsaw only has two pages left. So it's probably going to be done before the campaign ends. So yeah. Yeah, we're hoping that that night, once it finishes, the campaign's done, the dust settles a little bit. We'll be able to send it out as soon as possible. Side perk too, it's an established team because yep. there's been so many times where it's like, well, I got this writer from this place from Fiverr or something like that, you know? Yeah. Um, and so you're like, well, <laughs> I went on Reddit. Writer, but... That's the worst you want to hear. Right. <laughs> I went on Reddit. Found the guy. Yeah, on Reddit. Yeah. Ooh. And so we're like, I'm hoping, I'm hoping he can show up for, for episode two. And, and I've seen mm-hmm. it where we change artists or something like that halfway through this mm-hmm. race. And you're like, it's just not the same feel, you know? And yep. so you guys have this team. So everything that comes from you guys, you guys actually start like a named company. I'm just throwing that we, out there. We did. We already oh, did. What's the name company? Yeah. What is it? Uh, Top Hat Studios. Top Hat Studios, freaking perfect. Yeah, of so course. we we have our sub stack going right now too, uh, and it's the it's called the Top Hat Studios dot dot com or whatever it is. Someone already had Top Hat Studios, so oh, I had bastards. to put the in front of it. Yeah. So I need I need to find that guy and be like, just there's a reason you me. guys need to email me. It's at the Geekery's Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the the sub stack has been a way for for us to uh, engage in our audience and, yeah. and keep everyone kind of in the know and what's going on because I feel like we we didn't think that we needed one, but after we talked to a lot of people that have been doing kickstarters for a while um it was it's kind of cool to see because they're like yeah the email list is really the best way to do it yeah because you get buried 
in social media algorithms and everything mm-hmm. like that. But once you do something direct like that, that's when you'll have your best results. So that's what we've been uh, kind of really gearing toward. Uh, and then we get to have fun. Like the one before the one we released, we got to talk about our favorite horror movies. This one, we talked about all of our influences. Uh, Dave, our letterer, one of his uh, influences was actually Microsoft Word. So that was really cool to see that. I'm signing up for it right now, by the way. As <laughs> okay. we're talking, I just noticed that you emailed me from me from that. There it is. Confirmation. Yep. I am part of Top Hat Studios email list. The Ooh. Top Hat Studios. The Top Hat Studios. <laughs> I don't know. The Southern guy's got some interesting stuff too. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, that is cool. Yeah, I've been actually thinking about doing uh anyways, yeah, super simple, but that's yep. pretty cool. I, I love that. Mm-hmm. Um that's cool. All right. So let's go ahead and go back into Grandma Chainsaw. People, how how much longer do we have on this campaign? Um, as of right now, we have five days. This campaign five ends days. on Thursday at 10 o'clock Eastern, PM, okay. 10 p.m. Eastern. Yep. That's why this episode comes out a couple of days early, guys, so that you guys have a mm-hmm. chance to get in there, start, click, 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 by the way. Uh, I personally want to see this thing get up another 2K, and I think we could really do that. we yep. got to push that out there. Um, watch the video. i got to say that. Your guys' video game... It's freaking cool. <laughs> so it's a guy, uh, his name is Jared Matthew Dahl, and yeah. he is from this company called Prevalent Minds Studios. Prevalent Minds, okay. Yeah, he has, he's done our Pocus one, uh, yeah. the Grandma Chainsaw one. It's nothing against the Pocus one. We love it. But the Grandma yeah. Chainsaw one is just kind of one of those, it's just on another level. The voice work. So, oh, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah, he did, he did fantastic. And then whenever you go to the uh, Roseblood, uh, page once that's live on tuesday he did the trailer for that one as well okay yeah so, so below i'm gonna link off to the campaign to the video to mm-hmm. roseblood to top hat to everything you guys, you know, everything <laughs> i'm telling you click 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 yeah. let us know we're gonna retweet everybody who says that they back to this campaign we're gonna push this thing up another 2k now now this is beyond the fact that you know this is just a normal interview yada 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 kickstarter mm-hmm. here we go alan you've been on the show a few times we love you guys we want to see this campaign do well. So we're doing this as friends. Yes, and so you. do that as listeners. You guys are going to help us out on this one. Um, only a couple of days, man. I can't believe it's already only a couple of Dude, days. It's wild. Like, yeah. so that was something that we talked about too, because we try to run these campaigns every 30 days or uh, yeah, for 30 days for 30 at a time. Days, yeah. yeah. Um, we, we talked about maybe doing, because we, we see a lot more creators doing 21 day campaigns. Yeah. And, and I think that really helps with the lull period. So that's yeah. something we've maybe talked about for Pocus Five, uh, just to kind of kind of test it out. Just that's to scary, see, but, though. <laughs> yeah, it is right. So it's, but it's like if you ran it for sixty days, there's still stuff that you missed out on, right? So you sure. just you, you never know. So yeah. we we thought maybe if we if we shortened it down a little bit, it cuts out some of the lull period. But you know that's totally up in the air, and we have a couple months to decide because uh, Pocus Five, at the rate these guys are going, will probably be ready to launch. I would say uh, end of November middle of december but we don't want to launch around then because that's like the uh the unwritten rule you don't yeah. do that on kickstarter you don't launch during the holiday <laughs> yeah yeah it's a bad move yeah, yeah we'll, we'll make six dollars and be like all right well we'll, we'll retry it in january i guess <laughs> yeah. um so but that's nice though because what when, when january comes around you guys are going to be locked and loaded ready to go mm-hmm. or and yep. also i mean of course take a break during the holidays but yep you can get worked on. That's how I am. Like, oh yeah, everybody's taking a break. Sure, I'm actually yeah. working behind the scenes, doubling no. down on everything while I can. Yeah, we're we're always thinking of stuff. We yeah. we already have our Kit Wallace variant cover for Pocus uh, Hocus number oh, cool. five, and we already have our Kit Wallace variant cover for Grandma Chainsaw two. Yeah, we're just we're just already planning ahead, making everything move. So 
the variants for uh, Grandma Chainsaw, there's one in particular I really like, uh, the one by Ryan Kincaid. Uh-huh. That's just like, man, that is clean looking. I mean, all the artwork is really yeah. good, but just this one where she's kind of got it on her back like that. Yeah, it looks like, like her. Uh, it looks like her nice church photo, right? Yeah, I, I kind of <laughs> thought it was like almost like a bombshell, like you know, like you'd see on the yes. side of a plane, yeah, something like that. Like, oh yeah. man, it looks good. So yeah, Ryan drew the uh, pins and inks for that, and our colorist Jason he collared that. Yeah. So th- those guys together, man, uh, Jason put the really cute, uh, really cool focal point on it too. So you have some blur in it and everything. Yeah, I didn't yep. realize that. But yeah, the chain is in the background are blurred out and stuff. Mm-hmm. Awesome work, guys. Okay, again, click around on the bottom. Make sure you guys follow everything. And uh, we'll follow up on this. We'll let you guys know how the campaign went. Thank you very much again for joining me today, Alan. Hey, anytime. Um, I will probably be back here in a couple a, months. So. Yeah. <laughs> and then Geek Freaks Interviews is coming back in January, guys. But each month, uh, until then, we're going to be releasing one of our classic interviews that used to be back on the old show. So you guys will constantly be hearing something from us just once a month. And then we'll be full steam ahead. We already have two months booked up in January and February. So we'll see you guys then. I know it never ends. (laughs) All right. Take it easy. Bye. See you.